Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Second date update is about finding answers, digging deep into the mystery of why someone doesn't want to be with you. Or it's just flat out blowing you off. It may have nothing to do with you. It may be something else. But the curiosity is what gets us. And that's what Second Date Update is all about. Leah, welcome to the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Hey. Sorry, I'm kind of nervous. but That is okay. That's understandable. You go on a date with some guy. He blows you off. You want to know why. Yeah. So should I just tell you what happened? I haven't done this before. Yeah. Just let's start from where the two of you met. And we'll go from there. Okay. So I'm 36, and I just started doing the online dating thing for the first time. I know I'm late, but um, I'm a widow. Um, my husband was in the Army and was actually killed in Afghanistan seven years ago. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. So, yeah. So I haven't done any dating since he passed away. And I've been focusing, you know, mostly on just raising our daughter, who is eight now, and... Um, doing great. So I decided, okay, now it's time for some, you know, time for me to take care of myself. So I decided, you know, she's old enough that I can go out, you know, every once in a while on a, you know, weekend and not feel guilty about leaving her. Um, You know, like she said, I say she's eight and, you know, I thought that she could take care of herself. So we met and I thought he was really great. Um, You know, Greg said that he had never been married. He works at GE. He's really nice. And, I thought we had a good time. Um, we went to dinner at Longhorn and, you know, we had a couple of drinks and then went for ice cream after. The conversation was great. And I just thought he was really sweet. Everything seemed like it was going well. He drove me home, gave me a little kiss, and then he said he would talk to me later, um, which, you know, all sounded good. But then now it's been almost a week and honestly, I have no idea. Um, I mean, we talked about a lot of different things, and but mostly we just laughed a lot, and I didn't sense any discomfort on his part or anything. So It felt relaxed um, and I, easy to you? Yeah, it seemed like it, um, and I don't think I said anything stupid, but I'm like racking my brain here. So any help from you guys would be so appreciated. Absolutely. You got and, it. And you said the way it ended is he drove you home, there was a kiss, and he said, talk to you later? Or yeah. something along those lines? Yeah. Can you describe the nature of the kiss, or am I... <laughs> yeah, it was just like a little heck. It was like softly, you know, not like a make-out kiss or anything, but just like a little peck on the lips, a little bit. It was kind of one of those like halfies, you know, like half, 
lip, half cheek. Okay. Um, it was nice. How long has it been? Would you say a week? Yeah, it's been about a week. Been about a week. Okay. Like eight days, yeah. All right. We got all we need. We will take a break. And when we come back, we will call Greg and find out what he thought of Leah, her first venture into the online <laughs> dating scene after seven years. Coming up next with Jeff and Jenna, Q102. Well, Leah is new to the dating scene, online dating at that. She is 36 years old. She is a widow. Her husband was killed seven years ago in Afghanistan. She has an eight-year-old daughter. She's ready to start dating now that her daughter is old enough. She feels confident to uh, leave her for, say, a weekend getaway at a time without feeling too guilty about it. But she met Greg, who seemed like a really nice guy, works at GE. He took her to dinner, went for drinks after, free and easy conversation, laughed a lot, very comfortable. The end of the night, he drops her off at her house, gives her a, a kiss, kind of like on the cheek, but kind of on the mouth. Not yes. like an Apollo Phaedra kiss on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes, he didn't eat her face. <laughs> oh, God, he eats her face. Well, oh. she eats his, too. Oh, okay. That's Pretty gross. Close. And then he said something along the lines of, uh, we'll talk later, and that was about a week ago, and there's been nothing since then. And Leah, you don't strike me as the type of woman to chase a guy down. I don't know. I guess. I am old-fashioned in that way where I feel like if he likes me, he should come after me a little bit. So when you don't hear from him after a week, you're kind of wondering, gee, how did I misjudge that? It seemed like we had a good enough time that I would hear from him. I thought so. I mean, I don't, I mean, that's why I called you guys, to be honest. Okay. Hmm. We're going to call Greg right now and find out. Hi, Greg. Uh, yeah. Hey, it's Jeff Thomas. I'm with the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102, and I got my partner Jen here. Hey, Hi. Jen. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey, how are you? Get out. Jeff and Jen. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Jeff, Jen, Fritch, and Tim, we're all here. Morning. Hi, Greg. <laughs> this is not a second date update. Please tell me it's not a second date update. I'm sorry to tell you, Greg, it is a second date update. <sighs> oh. That was a big sigh. Do you do you know who this is about? Uh, yeah. So this does not sound like a conversation you want to have, and I'm sorry about that. All I can tell you is this. She sounds very nice, and from the way she described your date, I can't imagine what it could possibly be. Is there something else going on in your life, or did she do something that just completely shut you down what happened um i mean i was kind of hoping that i could just ghost and not have to deal with this and have this discussion not in this town (laughs) (laughs) now when we offer a service like this that's available and open to all yeah not anymore those days are gone (laughs) oh man come on Uh, fess up yeah well 
I knew that she had been single for a long time, but I, I actually had no idea that her husband was killed in Afghanistan. And I mean, here's kind of the thing about it. I'm really so against us being over there. You mean our troops being overseas? Yeah, I'm really against the war in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. as in like passionately against it. Uh. And I don't want to disrespect her and the loss of her husband because what happened never should have happened. But but why not want to be with her? Like, I don't understand what that has to do with... A lot of people feel the way you feel. Some people don't. But how does that affect your feeling toward Leah? Well, I'm pretty passionate about it, and I'm really angry about the conflict. And I would have a real tough time kind of containing myself once I get started. And what I've noticed is that it's a huge hot-button issue for me, but it's that way for a lot of people. And I've learned that many of my stronger opinions, they don't really sit well with people who are in the military. So I just I usually just bite my lip now because I don't want to, you know, create more conflict and You feel um, that this would be a conflict between you and Leah? I mean, I could just tell that her opinion differs from mine, so it's very personal to her. Obviously, her husband was killed. It's Well, let's ask her. Leah, you want to chime in here? Are you hearing this? Um, yeah. I did not see this coming. Um, thank you for coming clean about that now. We're I have to say, we are definitely not a good fit. I mean, I can't have my daughter at this age around people who knock our government or our military. I want her to believe that her dad died with honor, and she can't be angry or blaming anybody for that. And if that's where you're coming from, Greg, then definitely not a good fit. Not to speak for Greg, I don't think he was saying that your husband didn't die with honor. Greg, are you saying that? No, not at all. I'm against the policy. I'm against the whole conflict and being over there in the first place. And obviously her husband is a brave, heroic person. And um, Your issue is with those who sent him there. Exactly. But I can see where that would be confusing for a child, you know, to to say, okay, my daddy is a hero, and he died fighting for our country. Yeah, I mean, we have his medals in the house and his military picture displayed. I mean, she worships her daddy. I don't want anybody telling my daughter that her father died needlessly. And Greg's level of passion would be hard, I guess, for you to contain, Greg. I speak out against the conflict over there all the time. You're pretty vocal about it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've, I've marched. I've participated in rallies. Oh, wow. I've had friends over there, too, and so it's personal to me as well. Right. Um, it's hard for me to not get upset about it, and I don't want to be the source of any kind of more pain right. in anybody's life. Yeah, there's no way that I could be around that, but mostly to protect my daughter. Well, Leah, we extend our gratitude to your husband and your family for the sacrifices you've made for our freedom. We appreciate your honesty, both of you, for your honesty. And, uh, Leah, if we can ever help you out again in the future, we'd love to do it. And, Greg, same for you. Good luck to you both in your dating endeavors moving forward. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, thanks. it. Yeah, right, take, take care. care. Bye. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you have gone out on a first date and you haven't heard back and you want to know why, you can also email us, Jeff and Jen, at WKRQ.com. And now that you've heard most of the day's news headlines, time for some of the news that didn't make the news this morning. How much is it going to cost you to throw a barbecue? Also, if you're looking for a new job, wear a low-cut top. And some driving safety tips for the, the, the obligatory Driving safety tips for the 4th of July weekend. 
It is Wednesday, June 29th of 2016. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. If you are having a bunch of people over for a barbecue this weekend, apparently it's not going to cost you as much as you might think, and it could cost even less if you tell people to bring something. The American Farm Bureau Federation just released the results of their annual survey to try to figure out how much it's going to cost to throw a cookout for 10 people this summer. And the total cost is a little over 56 bucks. That's not bad at all. No, it comes to $5.61 per person, to be exact. That includes eight hot dogs and buns, eight hamburgers with buns and cheese, four pounds of pork ribs, potato salad, baked beans, chips, condiments, lemonade, chocolate milk, and watermelon, all for $56.06. You can do it for even less if you have them bring the sides. And you can do it for a heck of a lot more if you throw booze in (laughs) Yep. Well, that's up to you. That is what always costs a darn much, it seems. It's always the booze, Mm -hmm. right? And the concept of the so-called American car seems to be long gone these days. At this point, their parts are made all over the world. They're assembled all over the world, and they're sold all over the world. Cars.com, they just released their annual list of the most American-made cars, and they base that on the percentage of the parts that are actually made on U.S. soil and the number of cars that are actually assembled here. And and all five of the most American cars... Yeah. Are all Japanese brands? Is that about right? Every single one of them are Japanese <laughs> brands. Think about it: the Toyota Camry. Sure. You know, people when they do market studies, when they do uh, focus group testing mm-hmm. on image brand image. Yeah. Many people think, even though intellectually they know that the Toyota Camry is a Japanese car, mm-hmm. people now it has become so mainstream. People think of it as an American car. Sure, and and with you know Toyota right here, we have a huge. Toyota, a lot of people employed by Toyota in this right. area. You know, but what about when they make it in Georgetown, Kentucky? That's, I mean, I understand that the brand comes, but don't you feel like it's kind of American-y if it's made here? Well, and that's how they wound up on this list. When you add up all of the the, the parts and the number of cars that are actually assembled here, the Toyota Camry is at the top of the list of the most American car, even mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. it is technically a Japanese brand. So funny. Uh, let's see. Number two was the Honda Accord. Number three was the Toyota Sienna. I've had one of them. My parents have been driving a Sienna now for probably 15, 16 years at least. They get a new one every couple of years. They love and it, they, don't they? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like the awesome. minivan, right? My mother has one. It she loves awesome. her red Toyota Sienna. I, and I fought it. Oh, I fought it because I'm like, I'm never going to drive a minivan, right? And then I had Jacob, and it was probably one of the smartest purchases you we ever made. had. Yeah. And remember our friend Nicole, who had the greatest license plate of all time <laughs> yeah. on her minivan, gave in. <laughs> gave in. Gave in. It is helpful with those doors oh, that open awesome. themselves if you're holding a baby and groceries in your purse. Oh, and- getting the car seat in and out yeah. and just all of that space and room. And if you have pets, oh, you know, to take the dog somewhere. So easy. I have to say, from a style standpoint, as far as minivans go, I personally am a big fan of the Honda Odyssey. I think those are slick-looking minivans. If you're going to go the minivan route, that made the list, as well as the Honda Pilot. The Chevy Traverse, which is an American brand, actually came in sixth. There you go. An actual American brand on the list of the most American cars. 
The survey also found that 13% of people, only 13% of people, actually base their decision to buy a car on whether it's American or not. Did Me- you ever drive? you ever driven a Chevy? Yes, I bought the first car that I bought myself with my own money was the 1988 Chevrolet Corsica sedan. Nice. Nice. (laughs) That's fine. I thought it was so cool because it was one of the first two-tone colored cars out there. It was fancy. It was maroon and silver. That was something. I, I had an Oldsmobile for a while, big old white Oldsmobile, but it was my... It was my Camaro Berlinetta that really did it when I was 16. Ooh. Red with T-tops. I can't believe you had <laughs> a Camaro. That's hilarious. I did, and then I wrecked it, but we got it fixed. But yeah. Awesome. You guys, I had a Cavalier forever. You guys know my dad works at General Motors, right? right. Yeah. yeah. You've driven a bazillion. Yeah. Finally, there, there's Chevy Traverse, number six, right there. <laughs> That's right. So proud. Way to go, Dad. That 13% that base their decision are the 13% that work for Dodge and General Motors and Ford. Ford. Does he still work for General yeah. Motors? Yep. So you must get some incredible deals, right? They used like, to be as a better. family member. They used to be better, but yeah, they're all right. It depends on, uh, they're, they're specific to each car. Right. It's not just across the board. It's for each. So each can you get it locked and loaded at cost? No. Oh. No. <laughs> not quite that good. Huh? Bummer. But can he get deals for everybody in his family? Like, mm-hmm. can, oh, well, that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, there's a special code. Ooh. Ooh. Call and get the code. Really? Can he get deals for his son's coworkers? I think so. <laughs> I think so. If you got wow. the code. That's great. All right. Well, this sets all men and women back at least 40 years. You won't be happy to hear this story, but a new study just found that if you're a woman and you want to get a job interview, don't even worry about tweaking the resume or writing a good cover letter. Nope. Apparently, according to this report, the best thing you can do is wear a low-cut shirt. Research. it's easy. Well, there you go. That's easier than revamping your whole... (laughs) All I got to do is change my shirt? Look at you looking on the bright side. (laughs) Researchers in France had some women send in job applications with a picture that didn't show cleavage and had some send in pictures that were more revealing. And the women who wore low cut shirts were 19 times more likely to get an interview. That is a 1,900 percent increase in your odds of getting an interview just, that's something? Just by letting a company know that your breasts exist. All right. Wow. The study did not figure out if those women were more likely to get hired, though. This was just... It just gets you... Your boobs get you in the door it after gets that. You in the, right. Yeah. Then, it's then maybe it's... Right. So <laughs> your cleavage may or may not get you the job, but it'll at mm-hmm. least get your foot in the door, or rather right. your chest in the door. Exactly. That's something. Mm-hmm. Coming up, four driving safety tips for the 4th of July. And at what age do people stop thinking they're invincible? Think about that. At what age, maybe you haven't gotten there yet, at what age did you feel very human? <laughs> it's all straight ahead next with Jeff and Jen. Al Roker and Kanye West this morning. (laughs) Of all people, getting fired up with Kanye West's new famous video with all the naked celebrities in the bed. And Al Roker gave his take yesterday on the Today Show. You have that clip over there of Al talking about about Kanye. Yeah, I noticed Al's gotten a lot more vocal lately on the Today Show. You know, now that they're like there was a time where the weather guy was just a weather guy. Now, well, Al's getting up there in years, and I think he's starting not to give a rip. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's what happens. That's uh-huh. how you know you're getting old when you don't care what you say out loud. They're trying right. to make them into, they're trying to be personalities. He's Somebody just, trying to profit off of your image without yeah, your right. permission. Yeah, I think sure. It's, it's just... I don't think Kanye would want people pirating his music. To me, that's the point. It's like using people's images to make money, to gain gain more fame for yourself, and to do it uh, and putting them in positions that they might not want to be in. And to promote your message. Yeah, to promote yourself. That's where I draw the line. I think that's 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 the problem. So, again, Kanye, knock it off. You're a talented man. Yeah, I think he knew that was going to be the reaction, though, and that's why he did it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that, though. You're a talented man. Knock it off. Piers Morgan wrote a piece for the Daily Mail calling it repellent and disgusting and said, quote, it's not art at all. It's just a clickbaiting piece of crude, cynical marketing. Piers Morgan, check. Paris Hilton also had something to say about the video. She liked a meme one of her followers posted. It's a shot of Kanye, Kim Kardashian, and Taylor Swift from the video. Only Taylor's face is replaced by Paris's, and it says, I made his B-word famous. Kanye would have preferred someone more relevant to make a comment. Exactly. But, but, you know, Paris is like, the whole reason anybody even knows who Kim really is is because she was friends with Paris Hilton back when Paris was... You know, the it girl. That's right. And Paris would like to remind you of that. Yeah. So the owner of the crazy L.A. club Beecher's Madhouse remade Kanye's bed in with some of his own staff, including some little people, a goat, a fake skeleton and a blow up doll. (laughs) That's fun, too. And then both Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel spoofed it on their shows. Colbert put himself in the bed while Jimmy had his sidekick Guillermo do the honors. So, something I think people will be talking about for the rest of the week. We should right. do it. We could four lay there. We could have Jeff's cats in the bed with us. Yeah, who's crack do you want to see? Some other local celebs. Who wants to show their crack? Let's my put it that like way. Hey, we'll Are put, you going to do it like that? We could put uh, 98 degrees in there and show their butts. There. There we go. Are we showing, you know, all our the whole boobage, like we'll all just, the women in Kanye? We'll blur out our main parts. I don't know. Mm. There's something we'll here. We'll put stars over them, and we'll do a 4th of July. For the billboard <laughs> right out in front of the building here. Exactly. Have you noticed Jeff hasn't said a word? Because <laughs> it won't happen. Seems like Game of Thrones could go on forever. It's extremely popular. The books it's based on are literally still being written, and there's basically an endless supply of characters and storylines. And even though... Even though every episode, just the episode, costs more than $10 million to make. It's crazy. Every time you watch an episode of Game of Thrones, you think, ten boy, it costs $10 million mm-hmm. to make just that one episode. I mean, movies are made for less than that. It's a centerpiece for HBO, and it easily makes that up in subscriptions, cable package cuts, merchandising, and home video. But the show's creator, uh, David Benoff and D.B. Weiss, say... It's actually not going to continue indefinitely. In fact, they actually have an end date in mind, and it's coming sooner than you might think. Benioff says two more seasons is what we're talking about from pretty pretty close to the beginning. They were talking about doing this thing, having it wrapped up in 70 to 75 hours, and it looks like that's what we're going to wind up with. Call it 73 hours for now. But each Game of Thrones, each season of Game of Thrones has 10 episodes. So 73 would mean there are just 13 more episodes 
over two shortened seasons. So do like seven and six. And Benioff says it's very important to stick to the plan here. He says we're trying to tell one cohesive story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. We've known the end for quite some time, and we're hurling towards it. I'm not. It's not supposed to be an ongoing show where every season it's trying to figure out new storylines. I know I hate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When even the writers don't know what they're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Lost. They're just trying to keep it on the air somehow, so they're right. making it up as they go along, yep. and it just jumps a shark, and it sucks. Like well, soaps. that's soap operas. Exactly. Soaps. Yep. I can't believe you're not watching, either of you. I think I'm going I'm, I I, I'm to end up diving in. So for the last two seasons, I can be all about it. That's what I did with Sons of Anarchy. So we'll see. Yeah, President Obama. <laughs> President Obama's in trouble now. Because of Game of Thrones, what he, did he do? Did he, spoiler? Yeah, he did a uh, he did a public service announcement, a video to get people to register to vote. And in the video, he tries to name all the characters who have died in Game of Thrones. Mm. And every name you hear, at least in the clip that I have, is a potential spoiler. So I'm not going to play it for. I'm not going to ruin it for you if you're going to. Mm. That's funny. I just remember when everyone died on that show, that season finale, and people were so up in Freaking arms about it being a spoiler, but then other people were like, it's in the book. We already knew it was going to happen. Well, that and everybody tough. well, and everybody who watches the show, who's fans of the show, says everybody dies anyway. anyway yeah. Yeah. It's a revolving door of characters. all about, death. <laughs> everybody dies. I can't and wait for a, you to watch it. Ugly, brutal way. <laughs> Don't fall in love with the character too much. Eventually, they'll get there. Because, you know, their time is limited. They're going to die. Right. They're going to get bludgeoned by something. (laughs) Are there dragons in it? Or they're going to get eaten by a dragon? I have no idea. Is it the dragon time frame? Is that what it is? You mean back in the day when there were dragons? Yeah. Yeah. Because dragons are real. Like vampires. No. <laughs> All right. We got the new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, let's get to that story here. I just got to take a quick break here, right. but we will be back. We'll check your traffic here in a minute. Mostly sunny and pleasant. Uh, high of 78. Right now, it is 61 with Jeff and Jenna Cincinnati's Q102. Did you watch the big season finale of Game of Thrones last night on HBO? So many big major things happen. I even, a few of them I even understood. It's, um, it's a whole research for me the next day to figure out what I just watched. But in a shocking cliffhanger last night, the Starks announced their decision to leave the European Union. And they call it, they're calling it Brexit. I think the real essence we learned last night on Game of Thrones is don't ever follow a creepy child into the basement. I learned quite a few things from Game of Thrones this year. I learned that holding the door for someone can get you killed. I learned that if a guy is shooting arrows at you, you should zigzag a little when you run. I learned that it's important to feed your dogs on a regular basis. Don't take off your necklace until you're definitely ready for bed. I learned that uh, women will eventually run everything, so we might as well get used to it. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.